0: The Napa Know How Motorsport Academy is back, bigger than ever. The Academy offers tuition to all racers aged 13 and up, giving insights into the world of racecraft and analysis, plus information on health, sponsorship and media. On top of the information you'll receive, you can win regular prizes and best of all, it's free to join. Get involved at the new Napa Motorsport Asia-Pacific Facebook and Instagram pages, or visit the Napa Australia or New Zealand websites to sign up and be part of know-how that is synonymous with Napa. Start your engines. This is the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racer Podcast. or Welcome back to the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast. A big thanks to Napa Auto Parts for showing the faith in a couple of blokes that just love to have a chat. www.napaautoparts.com.au Napa Know How, the Napa Know How Academy. Get on there. It's a free service to help improve your grassroots racing, all of your racing, fitness, diet, mental well-being, press and media, social media strategies, and much, much more. Our very own Grant Rowley can lend you a hand there as well as he goes into the nuances of motorsport media press releases and all of those good bits and pieces check it all out www at napa, napa sorry napaparts.com.au napa know how we big thanks to napa in fact we saw an xl racing at phillip island on the weekend And uh, it was fantastic to see the Napa Motorsport Academy sticker emblazoned down the side of that particular XL. He got lots of airtime out of uh, his racing on the weekend. Well, I am joined by a bloke that clearly, for the first time in 45 years, didn't have a race meeting to go to because all he did was text me over the weekend and tell me what I was getting wrong all weekend long. I must have got a few (laughs) wrong because it it was beep, 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 beep on the phone all weekend long. (laughs) But uh, I tell you what, there there isn't a hashtag Gary was there for no reason because normally he is, but he wasn't on the weekend, but he let me know he wasn't. Gaz, welcome to episode 20 of the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast.
1: Thank you, Darren. Actually, I was monitoring what was happening at Winton, which was the opening round of the New South Wales State Motor Race Championship. So it wasn't as though I wasn't doing anything. There was a couple of good rallies on, in um, one in Victoria, one in New South Wales. There was an off-road event over in WA. And believe it or not, there was actually a race meeting in WA as well. Yeah, so we yeah. Well, on we, on I wrongly
0: promoted that one uh, a few weeks ago, didn't I? But uh, good to see yeah. the West back in racing for... Uh, twenty twenty-three. Um great to have uh, a really, really good guest tonight. In fact, Gaz. This is uh one of the ones that when I look back in the uh in in what I remember about racing cars going right back, and my very first memory is a very strong memory of the elfin MS seven. And uh somewhere close behind that is one of the famous cars that our next our guest tonight uh drove, raced.
1: Okay, no, Daz, we're not doing uh, one guest this week, we're doing several. We're talking to Aussie racing cars people about grassroots, where they can come in and maybe do the transition from carts. also old-timers that are coming back, just want to keep playing in the sport. And one man I've talked to at the moment, Brad Ward, he runs this show.
2: <laughs> yeah, hi mate, how are you? <laughs> Good.
1: Now, from your point of view, you you see a lot of people come and go through this category, what do you see the benefits of what they're doing?
2: Yeah, the, the Aussie, Aussie race cars is a, a great category for a, 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 a whole range of different um, competitors or, or, or people. And it's everyone from young carters that are looking for the next opportunity in the sport. Um, you know, the opportunity to get in a real race car and drive at real, you know, big events. Like we're here at Newcastle uh, this weekend with the supercars. Um, and other, other bigger events around the country and show that they can drive well you know, in a proper car at a big event, um, but it's also for people that, um, that you know, small business owners that want to, you know, they've got to a point in their life where they've got a good successful business uh, and they want to go off and, um, and do something fun and, and they might buy an Aussie race car and, and run with us, so it's a, a big cross section of, um, of competitor. Um, you know, that includes everyone from, like I said, the, the go karter that's trying to prove the, you know, m- make the next step in the sport, um, right through to, um, to the season racer.
1: And some of the stars that have come through this category?
2: Uh, Nick Perkatt um, started his career here. Um, Gary Jacobson did. Um, John McCorkendale's back in this weekend. Um, so he, he's obviously done some Super 2 stuff. Look, there's a whole host of them. Paul Morris loves the cars, and and he's still got one. Still got an Aussie race car, and joins the category every now and again. Um, Neil Crompton's had runs with us. Uh, You know, um, there's been a whole host of people, you know, up and down the supercars pit lane that have enjoyed Aussie race cars over its 23 year um, history as a a major national category and support category to supercars. So,
1: so what? Some of the um, people that have come through it. The karting guys that are—they transition well. Is it a a karting style of car? Uh,
2: Look, a a lot of people um, compare it to a go kart um, based on its size, but um, an Aussie race car is a—it's a scaled down. It's a small. Um, uh, super tourer or production car or you know su- supercar essentially it's a, it's basically built on the same sort of philosophy of w- as what the current Gen Three supercar is in terms of it's a um, uh, in terms of it's a um, uh, you know a chassis car with a fiberglass body um, and uh, uh, so 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 whilst it's similar to a go kart in size it's that's where the similarity would stop um, in terms of driving style. Um, uh, you know, you've probably got to drive them a bit like a go-kart. You know, you've got to drive the wheels off them to get the most out of them. And you keep smashing those little cars and they just keep going faster. Um, and that's why I think a lot of the young carters that join the series are fast from day one, because they jump in it and they ring those little cars' neck and, um, and they're quick, um, you know, right off the bat. So... Um, and, and that sort of helped those young carters move through the sport because they jump in an Aussie race car they do really really well at big events in front of the big teams um, and it gives them that launch pad to, to you know to move to the next category whether it's you know Porsche Carrera Cup or um, uh, you know or, or or even you know Super2 Super3 so um, so it's a great um, you know it's a great opportunity for people to to um, young carters to yeah step up through through the sport
1: it's an option to Formula Ford in some respects, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's. I mean, Formula Ford used to be traditionally the stepping stone um, through the sport, um, but the. I suppose the difference now is is that um, you can't jump in a Formula Ford at a big event like you used to be able to, and so 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 people are looking for something um, that aligns with their career aspirations in the sport, and there's no doubt that racing it. The biggest events in the country like the Gold Coast 600 or the you know at Bathurst or here at, you know, at Newcastle or Adelaide 500 which we did in December last year um that that aligns more so with um a young carter's career aspirations in motorsport than racing at you know Winton at a state level round um, and, and 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 I suppose that's why there's been a little bit of a um transition in people's thinking about how you step through the sport in Australia um, and, uh, and I think, um, you know, Aussie race cars really provides that opportunity for them.
1: And uh, street circuit seems to be a priority, well not a priority, but a primary uh, source of what your cars do at major events. Does that suit the cars better than, say, a, a traditional circuit?
2: Um, it's not necessarily that it suits the car better. I mean, the cars... An Aussie race car is a very versatile race car. We can race at Winton, or at Tasmania, or at a go kart track, um, and then take that same car without any setup change, no ratio changes, um, and put it on the track at Bathurst, and it will perform just as well. Um, and so that's the versatility of what an Aussie race car is. Um, in terms of the calendar and how I, you know, step through the process of negotiating a, a calendar each year, it's about delivering a series that suits the competitor base where they're located. Um, you know, securing events that are a good mix of street circuits and permanent circuits, um, ensuring that those events are, you know, evenly spaced to give people the opportunity to prepare their car and get to those events, because a lot of people are business owners or got, you know, the, you know, the young carters that might be at university or they've got other, other commitments, um, you know, they need to have um, that timing right. Um, and then um, and deliver a series that's you know cost effective and, and meets all of those sort of expectations of our uh, competitor base and and whilst ever we can continue to deliver um, you know those sort of things we'll we'll always we we think have strong grids
1: and the cars themselves have gone through something of an evolution as well haven't they
2: they have in the sense that we've gone through a process of looking at all of the components and ensuring. Um, that we have you know, continuity of supply of quality parts um, that um, are reliable um, to, to reduce the cost to teams of running one of these cars. Um, but what we have done is ensure that any new component that we do produce for any of our cars um, can be retrofitted to any of the older cars so what that means is that we never obsolete any of our cars from the series um, and that's why we continue to get strong grids or one of the reasons it's because you can you can own a car that was built ten years ago and it can be just as competitive um, almost um, as uh, as as a car built uh, yesterday
1: and the body works you Camaro Mustang seem to be the popular ones these
2: days yeah yep they are um, certainly the Euro GT or the Mercedes version that's very popular. Um, the Camaro and the Mustang are obviously um, the favorites and they look the best um, and uh, and you know it certainly aligns with what supercars are doing so it's great. any plans going forward on any other body shapes or anything like that? not, not right now um, but there's no doubt you know we'll look to um, you know look to the next sort of thing next evolution for the category. Um, every year we look at different things and try and improve or change things, whether it's a regulatory thing or a component or an upgrade. Um, uh, and, you know, we've done, the the last two bodies were the Kamara and the Mustang a few years ago now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll continue to look at those things and, and see what, you know, see what the fans want, see what the customers want and, and go from there.
1: So at this stage, no plans to um, introduce any new styles?
2: No, not at this stage, no. Mechanically, cars have changed a little bit, gone from air-cooled engines to water-cooled. Yeah, and that just comes back to the reliability factor, so everything we do is to um, either make the cars more reliable, um, make the pars- parts easier and more cost-effective to get, um, and, and which ultimately just improves um, you know, how, how easy it is to run one of these cars.
1: Oh, I think we've covered a fair bit there. Um, any particular standout events that have happened over, well, it's been a lot, I guess, but Anything that really sticks
2: out in your mind as far as your category goes? Um, yeah, I think um, in terms of not-so-good things um, would have to be the huge um, crash on, on Conrod Strait that happened a few years ago at Bathurst. Um, that, was, that was probably um, the scariest moment that I've ever had standing on the pit wall watching our cars race, um, and I was so pleased with the outcome, um, you know, that the driver was OK, and... Uh, which was, um, uh, you know, huge relief and a real testament to uh, the strength of these cars and how they've been designed and built. Um, other things, you know, our 25th anniversary is coming up. Um, we did our 20th anniversary series a couple of years back in 2019 here, actually, at Newcastle. Um, and uh, so I'm looking forward to rolling out, um, uh, you know, for 25 years in a couple of years' time. And also uh, the tracks that you race, you have done to every place. In Australia and of course overseas as well. Yeah. So th- yeah, this year we'll race in New Zealand at Highlands Motorsport Park. So that'll be our third trip to New Zealand. Um, certainly, New Zealand um, and and Highlands Motorsport Park is the premier motorsport facility in Aust- all of Australasia. So all of the teams are certainly looking forward to doing that event. Um, and I think we are only the only Australian category to race internationally this year, which is which is great. Um, in terms of the other circuits the category has ran at, we've run at every um, circuit in this country, um, including the Australian Grand Prix, which we've done three times, and I've raced up myself, which was just an amazing event. Um, I'd love to get back there one day. Um, certainly Bathurst, uh, Adelaide, Newcastle, Gold Coast, you know, they're the, they're the, the tracks and the events that, that the drivers love going to and I love going to. Um, and so, um, you know, we just hope that we can secure those for, for you know, the future series. The tracks that you actually mentioned are sort of like a little bit of a party atmosphere as well, so it gives the time to let the hair down a little bit, one hundred percent, and it gives you know guys an opportunity to take their families away and have holidays as well. You know, we're going to Darwin this year, and um, and you know, lots of our teams, Darwin's and Townsville are on our calendar this year, and lots of our teams will arrive early or, or stay a week after and and holiday with their families, and um, and that's um, you know that brings a whole other aspect to going away and doing a race because. You can go away to a holiday town like Townsville, spend a week with your family, bring your race car and have a burn around on a cool racetrack as well alongside supercars. I mean, you know, that's just an awesome weekend away for a family. And normally you're packed up and you can actually sit back and watch the supercars run their final race. We can, yep, 100%. Like we normally, you know, race at you know, lunchtime on the Sunday afternoon and pack your car up and have a few drinks and watch the supercars run around. So it's good. Well it's great insight into Aussie racing cars and we're happy have a great weekend and
1: all the best for the future many thanks Katie Presinsky you see second year in Aussie racing cars this is uh, a, is this a transition period for you
3: yeah yeah definitely um Last year was my first year Um, Had some decent results And and looking to continue that form on to this year Um, But other than that, pretty much been racing karting Um, Did that from when I was 7 to to about 19, 20 Uh, Raced at the World Championship And and pretty much maximised everything I could do there And um, I feel like Aussie Racing Cars was the next best opportunity there To to get some good exposure um, Get involved with some good corporate partners And try and continue my racing journey on and uh, you started the season off really well last year, but then it sort of fell away a little bit? Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Sydney last year was a, a true blessing, yeah. really. We had some really good results um, and then suffered with some engine problems kind of midway through the year and, and found some good form later on in the year. So um, hopefully we, we start as good as what we did in Sydney last year um, and continue that run on and hopefully grab a good result this weekend. So Aussie racing cars as a category, where do you see it as far as your motor racing career goes? Um, it's hard. I think a lot of people probably downplay it. Um, they look at it more of as an entertainment kind of category. Um, don't get me wrong, I think it's the best racing there is. Um, but for me it's, it's you can move into anything other than you, other than you know probably 86. Um, 86 is probably on par with this I feel and, and you can kind of move into Porsche Carrera Cup Super 3, Super 2. Um, obviously budgets for those categories are a lot, a lot bigger um, but that comes with, with motorsport in general. Um, but yeah, you can move on to so many different categories and, and the, the category gets so much good exposure to help you build those corporate partners to then to, mem- to then move on into your racing journey.
1: Well, Cody, we wish you all the best for the weekend.
3: Thank you, guys. Cheers.
1: Buckland Ward came from Legend Cars and basically jumped into something that's very similar. Um, is this a, a progression for you from from Legends and where do you hope to go from here?
4: Yeah, 100%. Legend Cars are great. Uh, Starter category to get into Aussie race cars, you know the same engine um, same sort of wheelbase things like that Um, If anything it teaches you a bit better how to drive because they got a little slippery tires Then you get into something like this you're ready to attack 100% Um, And of course Aussie race cars one of the best support categories on the grid in any supercars You ask any fan they love seeing Aussie race cars race each other on track. It's immaculate so I think after this you know the obvious the one would be go super 3 route hopefully or like a ta2 route um, but at the moment I'm, I'm loving Aussie race cars, so I think I'm gonna sticking Aussie race cars for a little bit and this is your
1: second year in the category
4: yeah that's correct so we had our first year last year so it was my rookie season um, we won the rookie championship which, which was really cool that was our goal for the year and then we finished second overall which was well beyond what I expect I was gonna do um, and we we're really happy with that result
1: and as you said, you're looking at maybe Super 3 or V8 touring cars or something along those lines. Uh, from, a, from your perspective, is the racing very hard in this category? Like, to, your rivals are very much right in your door, actually.
4: Yeah, 100%. Like, I think, especially between that sort of top eight, uh, last year, Josh won and I came second, and I think five out of the seven rounds we were separated by one position at the end of the weekend, uh, and I, I, there's not many other categories that I'd be happy to go side by side through the fast right-handers at the bend uh, than this category.
1: <laughs> well, Lockham, we hope you have a great weekend here at Newcastle, and all the best for the rest of the season.
4: Yep, cheers, thank you. Normally, we
1: associate uh, Brett Osborne with HQ Holden, so after a massive big win last weekend, won all three races ahead of his teammate. Eh? This weekend he's racing on Aussie racing
5: cars. Where does Aussie racing cars fit into your scheme of motors career? So for us, Aussie racing cars was a good chance to get on some big grids, um, you know, get to street circuits like we are this weekend at Newcastle, um, later in the year they're at Townsville. Um, yeah, for us it was, it was more about that, achieving circuits we can't do with our state level racing and just um, yeah, getting on some big cards. And how do you find these cars compared to a HQ? Obviously very different. Oh, completely different, like chalk and cheese. There's, there's no similarities. Um, they're a lot of fun to drive, they really are. Very busy inside the car, so it's just a whole other challenge. And do you plan to do the whole season this year? Uh, no, we're just going to do a few rounds. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll do the rounds that we want to do that we wouldn't usually get to do. Um, so we'll, we'll go to Townsville, we'll go to New Zealand, obviously Newcastle this weekend. So you're picking the eyes out of it. Basically, yeah, go and just just do the events that that have got a bit of appeal for me. So yeah. And how do you find a competition? Oh, it's it's hard, very hard. Um, we've got a lot of learning in this car. Don't get me wrong, but it, like the the front uh, few guys, they're like obviously got a lot of talent and they're really super quick. Um, but for us, it's, it's about learning and, and racing against the guys in our positions, and yeah, just trying to improve each time we go out. All
1: right. Well, wish you all the best for the weekend and the future rounds that you do. Excellent. Thank you. One of the grassroots uh, races, or family, actually, because it's Bill Harris and he's got his twin sons Will and Brad racing here this weekend. What does it actually mean for you to get a
6: chance to run at Bathurst in, a, in an event like this? Oh, it's, it's just because you're running at Bathurst, like you know, you, to, to, to run at the Great Circuit is there's an opportunity there without having to spend mega dollars to do it. You, you give it a bash, like it's just great, like.
1: And you, otherwise you wouldn't get a chance to run unless you join some category that's a, a, a mainline support category. This, this type of racing means you can bring whatever car you have
6: and race. That's right, yeah, because you, you, yeah, you know, it's probably half a dozen different classes that actually fill the race. Now, the only other way to get here that's probably the next affordable thing would be to run in like a six-hour race at Easter time. But, you, you know, the infrastructure involved in that, in having all the fuel, fuel equipment and everything else... You know, it ends up being a major exercise to be able to do that. And, as, and and we sort of do everything ourselves. Like, it's just our own little house thing. We have a, a little workshop that we prepare our own cars ourselves. We do 99% of everything ourselves. So the logistics to try and do the next level becomes a bit more difficult. Oh, thank you. No worries.
1: Steve Bugatti from Mark Duggan's race team. Uh, they're also the sponsors of this whole event. From your perspective, where do you see that grassroots
6: sport benefits from a meeting like this? Oh, look, I think it proves itself a uh, 54 cars, I think it was. Um, we looked at that as a whole team, Mark especially, and thought, what a great deal. Let's get behind it, support it. It's great grassroots, everything from state level to lower, um, great competitors, camaraderie. Everyone's just awesome, and we've had a ball. We had a great last race. Um... P9 for us, um, we're super excited, um, couldn't thank Steve and Bronnie enough for us organizing it and um, we, we love supporting it and we loved supporting the category. That's great, thank you very much. Ian Shivers is a, another
1: convert I guess you'd say it from uh, r- previously running in Formula V and saloon cars. What do you find about Aussie racing cars that, that fit your needs?
7: I think uh, racing at the big events, supporting V8 supercars, um, the category's got the size of the cars, put on a good show, people love it, um, good grunge of cars, good camaraderie between everyone. Um, Yeah, I think it's just they make you feel like a race car too, because you've got to drive them hard, but uh, really enjoyable.
1: How's the budgets for these compared
7: to some of the other categories you've run in? Oh, look, they're... They aren't the cheapest things to run. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, But uh, compared to say the old saloon cars, a lot probably twice the price of a saloon car. Uh, Obviously, quadruple price of a Formula V. But um, but look, you're at a a high high support rate. You've got on a big race, big race meeting. You know, uh, it's good for the public, and you get your sponsors get a good dollars worth.
1: They do seem to do a lot, quite a few of these street circuits. Do you find
7: them challenging compared to what you would have run. You wouldn't have run these sorts of events in the past. Yeah, look, street race, street racing's always going to be daunting because there's nowhere, no runoff. There's walls all the time. Um, it's and you've got to have a go. You really got to have a go. But yeah, you know, i have been around a long time, but probably my reflexes aren't as good as what some of the younger blokes are. So yeah, they are daunting, but. Yeah, you look. The public love it, and look here, the Gold Coast, uh, all those places are fantastic. You know.
1: And from your perspective, you're racing in the Masters class, so you're racing against guys of your your age sort of group and your experience, I guess, in some ways.
7: Yeah, the funny thing is, I'm the oldest bloke doing it, so it's uh, it's um, that probably makes it a little bit harder as well. But um, look. It's always that bit of a race within a race, and I think um, us older blokes that are doing it would do it for a sheer enjoyment. We know we're not as quick as the guys at the front, but we have a go, and um, you know we're all part of it, and it's all part of the Aussie car family. You know, we're a great bunch of people, and everyone just has a good time.
1: So, if you've got a limited budget and you want to do some of these big meetings, would this be the ideal category to be in?
7: I think if you want to get uh, get a, a foot in somewhere where you can try and pre- present yourself on TV, get coverage, get a sponsors, get a dollar's worth, I think, yeah, it is a very good category for that, and pick what meetings you want to run at. you. There's some high-profile meetings that will suit you, and high, some lower, uh, not as high-profile meetings that... You might say, well, they're just good for practice runs more than anything, you know? But, uh, yeah, these sort of meetings, like here at Newcastle, uh, Darwin, Townsville, uh, Gold Coast, things like that, even Bathurst, it's all, it's very good support, and uh, we always get a a lot of good following. I think that's that's what's good about it, I think. Well, we
1: wish you, and Chivas, all the best of the season. Yeah, thanks very much. Craig Thompson of the Western Sydney Motorsports uh, team. Now, you're a multi uh, car facilitator for this sport. Plus, you also do V8 yutes, and you're a competitor as well. So, where's the benefit you think in Aussie racing cars?
8: Oh, well, for an old fella like myself, it's just fun. Uh, I can't play golf, so this is my chosen sport. But um, this is really entry entry uh, model racing for uh, you know the young kids that uh, start out in go karting and and uh, you know they get the opportunity to want want to further their careers in uh, motorsport. This is definitely the next step up from there.
1: And how's it, how do you go with your, I know you're dealing with Hertz and Thrifty, is that a, a big deal as far as they're concerned, as far as corporates go? Well
8: today's event uh, is the Thrifty 500, um, I'm a, a multi brand licensee of Hertz Australia so we run uh, both the Hertz and the Thrifty branding, um, commercially we're running the Thrifty branding this year with our Aussie cars and uh, our V8 Super U, driven by Craig Woods will be um, covering our Hertz banner.
1: And f- from a point of view uh, financially, Aussie racing cars compared to some other categories, is good value.
8: Well, look, there's certainly nothing uh, cheap about motorsport, certainly. But um, look, Aussie cars is um, definitely the, the the way to go if you can find yourself some um, some small backing. Um, yeah, you know, there, there's there's um, young kids here uh doing it on a tight budget um and then there's you know there's multi-car teams like ourselves that can spend a little bit more money but ultimately the cars are um you know they're, they're all parity exactly the same it's really the driver that's a different difference and uh it's just a great class for young kids to apply their trade and um mix it with some more experienced guys
1: and from what we've seen of your career in this category you've improved is that through the benefit of having good teammates
8: oh definitely without a doubt look we share data um you know, when I started doing this nearly ten years ago, uh, you know, I was paddling right at the back and really struggling. And uh, you know, now I can push in towards the back ten. Um, you know, the guys that beat me are really, you know, classic um, you know, national go go karting champs or state champs. Um, you know, there's a bunch of us uh, guys over 45 that you know we, we find our pack in the middle there, and um, you know we try and steer clear of the real quick guys and. Um, Give them clean racing, but uh, we, you know, we de- definitely have our little battle packs in, in the middle.
1: And the idea of running the street circuits has that appealed to you? I and mean, it seems to be a, a for uh, a, a, what's the point? A point of this category is the fact that you get to run at a lot of street racing.
8: Oh, I think um, the, 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 the fan polling is that um, you know we're, we're our category is just a fan favourite, and uh, you know they're loud, um, they're fast, they're nimble. And um, you know, they catch people's eyes. And the street track circuits are, uh, you know, the, the fans are right up, right up at the track. They get as close, as close to us as they possibly can. So, you know, we, we can't do all the street tracks, um, unfortunately. You know, we're at the mercy of what supercars allow us to do there. But um, fortunately, they, they, they let us do a couple of street tracks a year, um, if we're lucky. This year, Newcastle, fantastic to be back here, first time in three years. Um, yeah, it it certainly hasn't changed a bit. The track's just as exciting as it was back then.
1: Well, we hope you have a great weekend for all your cars running here on the streets of Newcastle.
8: Yeah, thanks very much. We've got uh, Craig Woods as our pointy car. We've got him in um, the top five or six cars for practice and uh, hopefully he can really push towards uh, hopefully a podium. Plenty
0: of racing been happening in Victoria and in the southern states over the last few weeks. And I guess one of the standout moments for me was uh, a couple of weeks ago at the now named 888 Home Loans. Victorian State Circuit Racing Championships put on by the uh, uh, Victorian State Race Series. And uh, great to have AAA home loans on there. One of the the real standout features, Gaz, for me was um, the sports sedans. And uh, it was Thomas Randall that um, really did um, eclipse the field. Re, uh, reset the lap record at Sandown for sports sedans on 107.4451. They deliberately came to the track. They put Michelins on the car, knowing that they could get a uh, a really good lap well, out of the car. It,
1: that's why you went there.
0: Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, well, it was it was a great weekend. I'll tell you what, though. It was really good. And the and the, the other standout one was right behind to, uh, Thomas was Ray Hislop in the uh, in the ex-FPV um, car there, ex-Mark Winterbottom car. He's now uh, got in sports sedan trim. And did a uh, did a ripping job himself, but yeah, no one could could get anywhere near Thomas's time. He was uh, a long way ahead of the uh, the state series bunch. But having said that, they had a really good run uh, at at trying to stay with him. And uh, Dean Cam did a great job in the Corvette. Unfortunately, didn't get to the final race for the weekend. He was trying that hard that. Uh, uh, broke something with the car. Formula V's put on a spectacular race. Improved production numbers were down a bit, but didn't spoil the uh, the race. HQs were were great. MG and invited British sports cars was was fantastic because Mike Roddy brought the uh, the Jag out, the TWR XJS. But really, this is one for this this kind of era, sort of of, of um, MGs and invited British sports cars. Trevor Lindsay and the Triumph GT6. Yeah, it might have upset the MG part of the and invited British sports cars, but bringing the GT6 home, drove brilliantly, was fast. And uh, the the racing behind uh, the Jag in the first two races, and then Trevor coming home, winning uh, race three for the weekend, did a terrific job. Danny Sciarra as well. And Keith Ondachi, old mate in the Triumph stag, number 40. Great to see, you know, a bit of a mix up there. The uh, MGB GT V8s have been a, a pride of the fleet, if you like, and great to see Mike bring the, the Jag out, but certainly there was um, some great racing there for the MGs. Uh, Formula Fords, you know, always opening, um, opening race for the season. We had, uh, we actually had Phil Brannigan who called some of the races with uh, Paul Zitti. So Phil jumped back in behind the mic for the Formula Ford race and did a terrific job. Saloon cars, again, South Australians dominating uh, that, uh, that particular competition with Sean Jamison coming back over from South Australia board, Brad Vaughan super two uh, racer with him and uh, they dominated in the uh, both cars owned by Sean, the VY Commodore and the AU Falcon. So uh, that was good. But the real, the real good race for the, uh, the weekend for mine was the uh, Porsche 944s. Um, just some fantastic racing. Um, got Chris Lewis Williams back in the, in the fray there as well. So he's, he's putting up a great, you know, a great battle with uh and Adam Brewer, Adam Brewer has really risen to the occasion, and the uh, the crew doing a terrific job. Tim Wolf was here. Tim Wolf was in the field, the Western Australian, and he actually joined the field in the uh, Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge at Phillip Island on the weekend. So he's taken a massive step up into a Cup car out of the the 944, and following that, very very much publicised Porsche pyramid of motorsport, which is deservedly so. They really do know the manufacturers throw support behind let's call it grassroots racing right the way through. And the pyramid from the bottom to the top is, is littered with so much, uh, so much skill and ability and talent in the, in the Porsche racing. So that was Phillip Island. Then uh, on the weekend, we went to, uh, sorry, that was Sandown. And then on the weekend, we went to um, the 2023 PIARC March access meeting uh, uh, for essentially Gaz something new. Uh, and I'm not sure whether it's been done in the Australian motorsport landscape before, but essentially an event for for TV only for uh, Blendline tv live streaming went across very very well had uh, BMW E30 racing Porsche Michelin sprint challenge uh, the new Victorian sports car series was on there the new South Wales Super sports, which which was uh, fantastic and we had the XLs on broken up into masters and trophy racing there so it was uh, terrific the to see the Porsche Michelin sprint challenge get underway for the season and uh, we saw some you know some fantastic results coming out of the Porsches there, and uh, Marco Giltrap ended up with uh, two wins for El Bamba Motorsport, Porsche New Zealand racing there. He got race one and race three, the uh, the first of the Jim Richards uh, Endurance Trophies there. And Aaron Shields, uh, Queensland racer, got race number two. Harrison Goodman came home third on the points there, a Victorian racer in the Sonic Motor Racing team. Bob Jane T-Marts, and uh, 25 years for uh, being celebrated by Mike and Maria Ritter at Sonic Motor Racing. What a what a landmark for that team. They've just had so many champions. The, the winningest team in, in Australian Formula Ford racing. And they just do a, a tremendous job. Zach Stitchbury in there. Ronan Murphy, second generation racer. Sorry, he came home fourth for the weekend. Also driving for Sonic and Dale ITM. And then it was uh, Zach Stitchbury and Lockie Bloxham rounded out the pros. And Sam Shahin. Came home very very nicely in uh, in the AMS. He got home seventh for the round. Couple of um, couple of drivers of note, and we go sort of just outside the top twenty. Braden Taylor in the Wall Racing outfit. He's a mechanic by the week at uh, Wall Racing, and brought the Maha equipment car home uh, nicely as well. No damage. Brought it home very nicely. And Phil Morris was uh, also in back in the, behind the wheel of the uh, Jetty Three Cup car. As well, so um, some notable ones in the in the mix there. And as I mentioned, Tim Wolf got through there. He got 26 points and came home 17th. So a guy uh, equating himself with the Porsche Pyramid very nicely indeed. So that's uh, that was some of the the Porsche action there as well. The New South Wales super sports were um, really good. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, there wasn't too many cars left on track. But that can certainly be a part <laughs> of that sort of uh, that sort of racing. But it was good, Justin Tagani. Um, came home in his Radical SR3, one of the older cars in the field there. Great to see Simon Copping, the sports racer, in his West WRWX10. I say sports racer. He's now a uh, super sports racer, the red Commodore, parked up for the moment. But uh, really cool to have. Um, white, the we see these... seen it was white. Yeah. Well, we don't see these sorts of super sports cars in Victoria too often. So having the the aptly named New South Wales uh, Super Sports Championship coming to Victoria uh, really did um, prove to be great worth. The XLS had some really good racing. They managed to stay off each other. They were certainly read the riot act by uh, um, the officials, two very, very experienced quarks, of course, were uh, thrown onto the job there to watch over that on the weekend. So two, two blokes with over 30 years of Formula One experience. And uh, so they listened to that and they got on with some great racing as a result. They uh, really did bring it home very, very nicely. The BMW E30 Racing, um, Alex Jory fought back to win the last race of the weekend, had struggled a little bit, but uh, a great racer, Alex, and he got home to win race four for the weekend over Brian Burke and uh, Ashley Rogers, Simon Schiff, really stepping up for this year's competition. Jesse Bryan had a win throughout the weekend there as well, and Seth Burkhartz, you might remember that name, Gaz, uh, son of I Sven. I know Sven. Yeah, uh, KKI yep. Lawyers and Tickford Racing uh, co-owner there, so great to see Seth Burkhartz come home with a uh, sixth place for the weekend there as well so uh plenty of racing at Sandown and phillip island here in victoria over the last couple of weeks
1: yeah sven was one of the originators of the sprint challenge as we know it today he was yeah, at the G- first G- meeting G- at G- Cup
0: challenge as it was called in the beginning and yeah yeah,
1: yeah um yeah been busy time for new south Welshmen down in victoria not only were they in the super sports at Phillip Island, but there were six categories running over at Winton on the weekend as well. And just before I get into that, I must tip the hat to blendline TV. Did an excellent job. Two weeks in a row down in Victoria, they uh, they operate out of Sydney. So it's a big trek for them to go down there and do that and then to follow it up with another meeting the following weekend. Foot, They did a good
0: job. Uh, they didn't put a foot wrong, Gaz. They really did. And uh, I called, obviously, the Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge with uh, the bearded burbler, Richard Crail, and, um, you know, he operates at a very, very high level um, in the world of commentary. And he was very, very impressed at uh, the Blendline TV coverage. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good to see bringing, bringing grassroots racing to the world and they do a terrific job.
1: Yeah, so up at um, Winton, of course, and uh, outside of Vanalla there, um, because New South Wales only has one track available to them at the moment. And uh, often Wakefield Park would have been included with rounds. They couldn't do it, so they uh, opted to run around at uh, Winton Motor Raceway last weekend. And um, part of the program was the new Australian Formula Open Series. Uh, We've seen a race once last year down at Phillip Island at the end of the year there, but this is a full-blown series this year. Trent Gruber won all three races. Uh, uh, didn't really get touched, I guess. Uh, his teammate, Winston Van Lawhove, was second in the first race, and Rick Astley was second in the other races. Production Touring had two one-hour races. Uh, the first race went to um, Simon Hodges in the Class X BMW M4, and the second race was won by Matt Holt in his uh, A2 HSV Club Sport VF. Uh, Holt won overall ahead of Chris Sutton in uh, Mitsubishi Evo 10 and Chris Willis, who was operating as Holt's teammate, was third in- in another club sport. And incidentally, parts of that car were the car that was wrecked down at Sandown at the um, ARG meeting, uh, the the, the, uh, Stand Series. And um, that car's currently for sale. So it's a good buy. Simon Hodges, unfortunately, had some heat-related um, limp mode issues in the second race made five pit stops, poor bugger. And unfortunately, uh, couldn't take it outright on his Formula V's. Uh, Michael Kinsella, who's the uh, three time Nationals winner, won the first two races ahead of. Um, Troy Wiseman and Rick McCarthy. McCarthy came through and won the won the last race after Kinsella beat him in the second race. HQ Holdens this year sponsored by Osborne Transport. And you might as well not only win the race, but you come home with a one-two in each of them with Brett Osborne ahead of uh, uh, John Baxter. And his sports sedans is a very poor field, unfortunately. Brad Shields in Joe said's BMW, uh, f- I say BMW, Fiat 124 22. The Italian BMW turbo. you mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the um, Fiat 124 with a rotary turbo engine and he won all three races. Actually, Steve Lacy got ahead of him in the first race. They had a safety car come out and unfortunately when I went back to green, he his uh, brakes had overheated behind the safety car and he went spearing off at turn one. And in the next race, uh, coming from fourth position, he hit Uh, Willem Furcher going into Turn 1, and that was the end of his weekend, brake steering in the Chev Camaro. And Furcher ended up second in the Toyota 86, Chev powered, of course, and Rod Minerhan in a Holden Monaro Chev was in third. Uh, In Formula Fords, again, very poor field, seven cars, two uh, Duratec cars, the Miguel's, Zach Lobko and Lachlan Manif, and they finished in that order in the three races. So that wrapped up uh, what happened down at Winton. They come back to Sydney in April for the next round. Not all categories are running at that meeting because there's so many of them now wanting to be on the Motorsport Australia Championship.
0: Some rallying as well. So, also, we had the Mitter Rally on the weekend, Gaz, a bit of a nasty crash in that one too.
1: Well, the Mitter Mitter Rally, uh, unfortunately, it was a very serious accident down there for Adrian Stafford and Kane Manning in their Toyota Corolla. Barrel rolled a dozen times, we believe, and Adrian uh, broke uh, L1 and L2 in his spine and hopes that no surgery will be required, but he possibly could have broken bones and ligament damage. Kane, on the other hand, broke his T11 and has had surgery. He also had a swollen spinal cord, which at the time, um, he couldn't feel his legs, so really scary stuff there. Yeah, that's not good, is it? No, in the meantime... Tim Wilkins and Jim Gleeson uh, won the event in their Evo 9 um, with uh, what was looking like a New South Wales shutout because it was around of the New South Wales and Victorian state championships. But Tim and Leonie Clark uh, brought their Subaru home in second for Victoria and then third went to Josh Redhead and Matt Redhead in a Lancer GSR. So... Um, Uh, It was a good event. I like the idea of having these state championships mixed together. and We've been on that theme with the New South Wales road racing championships being at Winton in Victoria. And here we have a a, a rally with uh, state championships in both for New South Wales and Victoria a couple of years ago.
0: Absolutely agree, Gaz. The interesting thing about Adrian's car was that that was that sort of um, mid-80s notchback Corolla sort of thing that was uh, he built himself and very very fast and took it to the the Alpine last year and was actually fastest at one point and uh, now unfortunately sounds like it's been rolled up into a into a ball which was, was yeah, a, I don't a, think a really nice uh, build car too actually yeah not a hatchback
1: anymore I don't think um, no well no. meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile up at Taree uh, there was a Taree rally which is the first round of the AMSAG series which is like the double of rallying, if you like. Nathan Quinn with a new co-driver for the event, Brett Kerr, in the Hyundai I-20 AP4 was the winner. He won four of the six stages. Um, Stephen Arthur and Harvey Smith were second Evo 9, another Evo 9 with Chris Giddings and Atara McIlroy were third. In fourth position, Dean Ridge and Brad Jones in their Ford Fiesta AP4. They actually won two stages, but he had boost uh, or loss boost late in the rally and unfortunately had to slip to fourth. but they were using that more as a test session, I guess, uh, getting set up to run some more important events uh, later in the year. Also, uh, while I'm on the subject of people off the road, the WA Off-Road Championship started at Perinjuri on the weekend. Adam uh, Truella uh, in the pro buggy finished first. Uh, he had Kobe Grant and Craig Truella in alongside of him pro lights were second and third with uh, robert siski and uh brin carriage hall second and uh, jared and joshua uh, sorry jared percival and joshua howett in third position so just uh also while we we're in wa there was the first round of the wa sporting car club cargo.com a U Cup, which is a fancy way of saying WA State Championships at uh, Wanneroo. <laughs> XL Cups. Brett Sheriff uh, was the winner with two race wins. Carlos Ambrosio, and you may know that name uh, because um, his dad was racing in uh, V eight touring cars a few years back. Um, it was second. He uh, had a, a two seconds and a first, and uh, Craig Shanley was third. HQ Holden's, of course. Uh, Good contingent of HQ Holden's in the West. Michael Howlett had a, a, a first up, second, then won the next two races. He finished ahead of Grant Ord, who won in the first race. Uh, Peter Marsh and Dennis Russell finished equal third. Saloon cars, uh, Mason Harvey, another name you might know from the past, uh, son of Clint Harvey. I was just about to say, yes, Clint yeah. Harvey was, uh,
0: yeah. was dominant in the, uh, in the national scene for a while there.
1: Well, he won two races. Uh, races and was second in the other Robert Marcon uh, finished with two seconds and a first and Chris Kanisi was third overall and they're all in Falcons so it's not often you see Falcons win all three races the AU variety I should mention in saloon cars and in the, um, the earlier model cars uh, Nick Hanlon in his EA Falcon was the winner ahead of Reg Ralph and while Andrew Martin and Neil Strathfield were equal third, Commodore, B and Falcon, respectively. Historic touring cars, Mark Gates won all three races in his XY Falcon GT. Formula Classic, uh, Jamie Kerhoff in the Toyota TRD, finished first ahead of Lance Carwin 9 in the uh, Jane Brabham BT23 with uh, Harvey Lee's third and Chevron B19. FSR. Which we know is uh, probably radicals because Elliot shoot won from Cooper Cuts and Adam Lyle was third there. And that about uh, wraps up just about everything that happened over the weekend. I think we covered a fair cer- cycle of uh, events.
0: We certainly have, and coming up uh, next weekend at the Phillip Island Grand Prix circuit after uh, the Grand Ridge Brewery Superbikes, the uh, Pyark March Access, and we will go straight into uh, the biggest four wheel event at the Phillip Island Grand Prix circuit. In the uh, in the year in the calendar, and it will be the uh, VHRR promoted Island Classic, and I've uh, got some old Formula One cars going to be there. Group A and Group C is always very very popular as well, so it'll be worthwhile getting down to Phillip Island for that. In fact, here in uh, in Melbourne, we uh, are now in the countdown phase for Thursday the 30th of March when uh, Porsche Pona Dixon Carrera Cup will be on track at uh, Albert Park Supercars. On uh, there as well, and that is the uh, pretty much the local program because we've got the FIA Formula 3 and FIA Formula 2 opening uh, stanzas on Friday morning on the 31st of March, then Formula 1. So uh, a couple of local categories in the mix, being the Painter Dixon Porsche Carrera Cup and uh, the Supercars Championship, the rest of it, are international categories and yes. uh, really looking forward to seeing how that plays out.
1: Well, there's always been room there in, in the program in the past for a, a local category, uh, whether it be Formula Fords or
0: uh, Australian
1: GT or whatever. Unfortunately, uh, they're shut out. Uh, do they still have the parade, historic cars parading this time around?
0: Yeah, there is the historic 70th year uh, anniversary celebration, what they're calling that, and uh, now sort of goes under the name or under the banner of promoter activity. So uh, 70 years is a massive celebration of... Uh, Grand Prix racing in Australia. So uh, that's really, really cool that they can fit that in um, and do that. Of course, there's still the uh, early morning action where they, the the some of the manufacturers, AMG, et cetera, will hire the track for some time, a full Grand Prix track, fully manned with all the officials and all the medical and all that. And they uh, try and sell some cars early on in the, in the day sort of thing while there's uh, a racetrack to do some activity on. So, yeah, we're very much in the countdown to 3 p.m., on uh, Sunday, the second of April, for uh, the Australian Grand Prix. Are you going out? Yes, I'll be there for um, hopefully um, uh, qualifying for Formula Ones, and um, we'll see a sprint race for the Formula Two and Formula Three on the Saturday. Who, as well. Whose so, corporate box did you? whose corporate box did you nab? Geez, you reckon I could get into Shannon's or someone like that, but it doesn't seem to be forthcoming at the moment. Maybe Napa. Someone I'll probably just stand on Brocky's <laughs> hill with uh, and and uh, scream from there, or uh, just enjoy the ambience. So I've uh, I've only ever been to one Grand Prix as a spectator, and uh, really loved it, really enjoyed it. Haven't been back for seven years. That's how much I enjoyed it on the uh, standing on the hill getting sunburnt. So we'll head back <laughs> this year. Pretty keen to see the FIA F3 and F2 to see just to see what how spoiled the rest of the world get with fast and loud uh, Formula cars.
1: Uh, well, while you're um, keeping an eye on Philip Island Historics, I'll be uh, keeping an eye on Supercars at Newcastle,
6: oh, uh, which yeah, is coming yeah. up
1: um, on March 10. Well, actually, while this uh, recording goes out, uh, we'll be out on the streets of Newcastle for Supercars Round 1 for the new Camaro and Mustang, Super 2 and Super 3, Touring Car Masters. And Aussie racing cars will be. He's a touring on car there. guy like
0: you, Gaz. You must be just about frothing at the mouth to get up there to see some coupes racing in touring car racing. That's uh, there's some something about stuff.
1: a coupe. There's a coupe with a coupe with a V eight in it that just gets
0: me. Yeah, but is it really still a touring car event, or you know, what you, you, you a stretch of no, imagination?
1: No, it depends how you look at the rear parcel shelf and the distance from there to the roof line. That's okay. how they determine it okay meanwhile okay. said the guy while, in the charger <laughs> whilst also going on is the opening round of the motorsport australia off-road championships at Golds, at charters tower it's called the gold city 450 and on the same weekend would you believe the arb australian off-road championship happens at rainbow in victoria would you believe that two national titles on the same weekend that covers uh, much the same sort of cars and um while i mentioned should mention too that longford Uh, Long Weekend Motor Show, which was originally going to be uh, a festival, but got downgraded I guess to just a show is happening on the weekend as well Um, Here in Sydney uh, Sydney Motorsport Park will be hosting the opening round of the Motor Racing Australia series has um, quite a few on the program it's a two day event, but some, some categories will be in Saturday others will be in Sunday Super TT, MRA production cars, Pulsar Racing, Clubman's uh mx five cup alfa mayo series e36 race series and legend cars are actually part of that program and also um speaking off road the nt off-road titles happen at mount uraminya in um outside alice springs
0: that covers okay, as, it that's while it. you're while you're at newcastle yeah yeah plenty while you're at newcastle i'll probably be watching the water skiing at moomba on the Yarra. always a good night out some fireworks and uh Watch the uh, ski jumping show, and then uh, I guess clock on and watch on uh, Nats off. The times go around the old Formula One cars at Phillip Island. At some stage, I reckon that's a that's a wrap. Gaz, a it's big a, uh, a big show, big show today. Certainly is. And um, well, that's number twenty
1: in the books. We're coming up towards twelve months, you know.
0: It is, it is. We'll have to get on the blower to Napa auto parts and uh, see you know, if we get an extension and and some sort of increase. What do you reckon? I'll be uh yeah, like I said, also, I'll be getting in the Napa family truckster and heading off to Moomba and uh, seeing where we can go.
1: Yeah, and then looking after you at corporate wise at the Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, well we'll put it out there now, haven't I? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you're not backward Can't in putting forward, back. and forward about uh getting equipment, merchandise, food. <laughs> You hit
0: every. The one eight hundred lasagna commentary booth at the state round soon. You watch that. <laughs> You'll see the other boys try and jump on all over my one eight hundred lasagna. Hey guys, let's give it a wrap. That's episode twenty of the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you've only just joined us for the first time on number twenty, get a hold of the previous nineteen. Have a great old time with Gaz and Daz. It's good night from Daz, and it's good night from Gaz.
3: You've just listened to another Network R production.